Good afternoon and welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Chad Moyer filling in for Susan Littlefield. Today we're joined by Darren Fessler. He is with Lakefront Futures. Uh, Darren, thanks for joining us here today. Uh, first of all, let's uh, go ahead and, and take a look at the grain side of the markets and uh, kind of a whole hum start this morning, but uh, boy, oh boy, double digit gains again here in soybeans and wheat. Uh, uh, Kansas City wheat went, ended up 30 plus points, almost 35 in some cases, soybeans were 12 to 18 cents higher. Looks like the corn was kind of drug along, 5 to 8 higher. Uh, just a general comments to get us started, first of all, Darren. Uh, what were the things, what were some of the major uh, or high-level things active in the market today? Well, today, I, I think I think it all started on Wednesday when you see some key reversals in wheat, uh, especially as, as as we get more into uh, the wheat crops and, and the tours that are going on. You know, you look at what's going on in Oklahoma, and their wheat tour had the state under 25 bushel an acre. Now, Kansas has been much, much worse, much drier. Some of the images come out of Kansas, and we've known this for a while. But funds have continued, but backed by momentum, technically have continued to beat down this market. Now, Wednesday, key reversal higher. Now, Wednesday, you know, from Wednesday, you look at the Kansas City wheat market. We're up over a dollar here in, in three days. Now, resistance so far at the 100-day, but that is encouraging corn along with it. You're seeing some nice reversals here in the crude oil market as well. All of that is is indicative of uh, hopefully higher commodities in, in general here. We had good jobs data out there. So really what that tells me is we're probably going to see uh, higher rates and for longer. So, again, it's it's something that's positive today. You're seeing that in the equity markets, and it's a risk-on type of day. Different, 180-degree difference from how we started to doubt this week. Okay. Well, let's take them, uh, if, you know, commodity by commodity here for a little while. And, and we'll talk with wheat since, again, it was the leader today. Uh, it was a leader yesterday, if I remember right. Uh, so so what's uh, the key to this wheat turnaround? Are, are we talking weather, Black Sea, uh, the, the funds and being so short? Uh, what, what's at play in the in the wheat futures, do you think? I'm checking the box that says all above on everything you just mentioned. <laughs> because, uh, you know, you look at the Black Sea deal here today, they failed to get an agreement. And what happened earlier this week with the drone strike in Russia, um, just that little drone striking a flagpole was enough to send it 40 higher. That just tells you the sensitivity, I think, in this market and how short these guys are. And it's not just short the Kansas City and the, and, and the Chicago markets. It's spring wheat. It's also the Paris wheat market as well. They're record short over there. So you, you, you're going into a week and with a lot of what potentially could be a lot of headline risk. And I think that there's a lot of risk managers that had, you know, got the tap on the shoulder Wednesday when these markets were rocking and rolling and says, hey, we may need to light up these positions here. And I think that that's what they're doing going into a weekend that, you know, you might have more headline risk out there. Given a backdrop of what is a terrible, uh, which is in recent memory, probably one of the worst winter wheat crops that, that I can remember, at least since 14, if not way longer than that. I mean, at this moment, uh, I think it's very likely that Kansas, uh, whether it rains or not, I mean, it can rain all at once in southwest Kansas. It's not going to matter. Uh, I think Kansas right now is probably looking at, a, if they're lucky, a 30 bushel state average. And I think that's lucky. So at this moment, you got to think about, okay, is this market pricing in some risk here? Is it pricing in the weather uncertainty here? If you look at how dry the Western Corn Belt is, it is way drier than we were to 2012. And I don't want to make 
comparisons. I just want to simply look at it what 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 is potentially could be a drier season. I'm a big big believer droughts breed more droughts but if we don't get some more consistent rains here uh like i was telling some some clients if we weren't hot and dry in the western belt this year coming off of last year with very little subsoil moisture it is going to be a very long growing season so i think uh we need to start thinking about these risks here in this market here um and, and start putting some pricing in here and again seasonalities are friendly here uh but hopefully um, if we had missed some hedges earlier, if you've missed some opportunities, this might be that push higher. Again, without weather, it may not have that big a sustained power here. So if we do have some weather, I think that this market could easily shoot higher given our tight stocks use ratios. All right, uh, let's flip over and look at soybeans. Uh, as mentioned, old crop up 18 cents, new crop is up, uh, looks like about a dozen or so. Uh, and, and soybean oil followed along very strong in soybean oil today. It uh, looks like meal kind of lagged. Is is there something going on with meal or um, uh, are soybeans starting to feel that, hey, maybe we got a fair amount of corn acres planted this year? Or this week, well, I should say. Yeah, that, that's a that's that's a great 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 thing to say here because one of one of the things we got to make note of is just speaking with our clients in North Dakota here today, it's the optimism about them getting out and planting. It has turned turn the corner here if they can you know watch the weather not get a whole lot of rain here a lot of these guys they've said they're going to go monday so early next week if they don't get the rains this weekend they are going to be hot and heavy in the fields there are already some images on on twitter that are some guys are already planting in north dakota so the idea that hey we're going to maybe get to this 92 93 million acre corn and maybe not so much beans and that has this beans a little bit prompt pumped up here on 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 some of the uh new crop now the one thing to make note of too here on old crop that's what's been really driving this rally because you see that november uh, july or the july november spread really start to take off here today with july up 18 almost 19 cents there is some basis premiums in brazil that are really starting to uptick here so if you look at the the brazilian bean market versus the u.s at the in the very near term the u.s is getting much much more competitive uh given this breakdown than what brazil is so we got to keep that in mind as well all right very good darren fessler lakefront futures joining us on today's fontanelle final bell and uh we've already reached the uh, break here coming up in the second half we got to talk corn we got got to talk livestock uh cattle and hogs to round out the week as well stay tuned the second half of the fontanelle final bell is coming up next here on the rural radio network at fontanelle hybrids we're here to help you stay one step ahead during the coming growing season Fontanelle offers personal service and expert advice that comes from knowing local conditions. Agronomic support. We give you the agronomic tools to help you make informed decisions every step of the way. And if you're still making seed decisions, your local Fontanelle Hybrids dealer has a good supply of locally proven varieties. Fontanelle, solutions you need, relationships you trust. Always read and follow grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Chad Moyer, joined once again by Darren Fessler, Lakefront Futures. Uh, Darren, we spent a fair amount of time talking about the big movers in the grains today, wheat and soybeans. Um, what what was the deal with corn? Now, it was consistently higher, uh, but uh, not as much volatility, not as much movement. Um, what, what would you say with corn to end the week? 
Well, the corn, the corn, just like what we had seen in in wheat earlier in the week, we've seen some key reversals. And where you take a look at Wednesday's trade, where Wednesday we broke down to new lows, we were able to get back to you know higher levels in the previous session. Key reversal. Wanted to see follow through Thursday. You got it. You, obviously, you want to see these. You want to see when you break down like this. You want to see building patterns or stepping stones for some recoveries. Well, this this the the way we ended this week should be encouraging. Now, obviously, we we got to watch this weather very closely. I think that just given the year over year lack of demand, but you know, and, and the tight stocks here, you're going to have this back and forth price action. But this market has been very very unseasonable beat down here so again I, I like what i'm seeing here technically on corn again i think wheat has been a big driver on this stuff too as well but again I am, i'm still thinking that you're going to get this bigger push here into maybe the growing season again i think that you the market knows how dry it is but i don't think it's really compensated for it yet and i think it's trying to do that um and still with the black sea not getting a deal here today that still has some ramifications here for corn so you know we continue to lean friendly here uh, a little bit here wait till we get to some a little bit higher levels because i do think you're going to get them you you get these multiple shots throughout the year uh, but again if we don't have weather it's still very much in the mindset we need to be aggressive sellers on any any sort of big rallies here Okay. Uh, Darren, do you, have you seen any new fund data? We talked about how short the funds were before. Um, any updated information on that? Uh, uh, you know, are, are, are funds going to try and come out of this? What, what do you think about fund position and, and impact? We're going to see that later on here this afternoon, but at, at the moment, we're probably thinking it's somewhere around 130, 140,000 short. Um, now, granted, that's as of Tuesday, so we're not going to get the data of what we've seen the last three days. So you could assume that there had been some short covering here over the last uh, last two or three days as we end the week. Okay. Uh, let's flip over and take a look at livestock. Uh, kind of a tough day for the hogs to round out the week, uh, over $3 down in some contracts. Um, corn, uh, feeder cattle down hard. Uh, I guess the lives were kind of uh, mixed. Uh, uh, any thoughts on uh, the meats as we round out the trading week? Yeah, difficult trade in the hogs, you know, and it's hard for anyone to get any type of momentum here, especially if, if one wants to step in here and buy it. When you're making new lows, you have this type of sell-off. I mean, it's, it's a very difficult trade. So, again, momentum still continues to be uh, into the bearish camp for hogs. Now, we have been hedgers uh, up near these highs uh, on, on feeder cattle. Um, I think cattle in general uh, remain, uh, the fundamental story remains pretty bullish. Um, again, it was a little bit disappointing to see that, you know, this type of sell-off here today with the with the better economic numbers that we had seen, because I was thinking kind of along the lines of if we have some better economics, it's going to keep that uh, that cattle higher. But again, with, with corn being as high as it, or low as it's been, and, and rallying the last couple of days, it may put a little bit of pressure on, but it's still, the, the sell-off in corn is really giving the guys an opportunity here for feed cost and, and locking in some margins here if you, if you want to look to take a look at buying some corn here for feeding needs uh, it, it's giving the guys an opportunity here but in general here we're watching the weather in the western corn belt and, and obviously kansas and eastern colorado very very closely uh, i've continued to believe that if we run into another drought uh, these cattle could really blow the socks off to the upside still but at this very moment here uh we you know we still want to be optimistically cautious here uh, on cattle we're still fundamentally friendly but uh, again I, i'm still friendly but i'm not friendly the economy here we'll have to see how it goes but today's numbers economically were very very encouraging but that means the rates are going to stay higher for longer
Yep. All right. And that was going to be my question to kind of round out things. Now, you know, we made it through a rate hike this week. Uh, we got jobs data out today, which was better than most people had expected. What are we going to look at for next week? What are some things, whether inside uh, the, the commodities or uh, the outside influences, what are the things that you're going to be watching as we get into trade next week, Darren? Uh, first and foremost, I want to see what what happens or what doesn't happen with the Black Sea uh, Grain Initiative and that deal. I think it's going to be a big, big driver on, on fund positions here as we go ahead next couple of weeks. And obviously, I want to be paying attention to the uh, the, the, the European uh, fund positions as well because, again, they're record short over there. Obviously, the weather is a very big factor here, especially across Nebraska and Kansas as how dry has it been. I mean, obviously, the planting progress and, and, and what, what transpired. In, in, in the Dakotas here this next week. All right, Darren, thank you so much for the thoughts, uh, the insight, the expertise here today. Again, Darren Fessler is with Lakefront Futures uh, there in Lincoln. Call him 402-366-0423. Remember, trading of commodity futures does involve substantial risk of loss, may not be suitable for all investors. That is today's Fontenelle Final Bell. It's brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and your local Fontenelle dealer. Here on the Rural Radio Network, Chad Moyer reporting.